the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Hour number two underway on this Friday, the Free for All Friday edition. Now, a couple of great interviews scheduled for 1035. We're going to talk to uh, Christina Hagen, as we always do. But now to start this hour, I want to welcome back to our program on this 17th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Attorney Tom Renz from Ohio stands up with some very interesting and troubling news about more adverse side effects from the profit jabs, the profit shots being pushed on us by our federal government and by the drug cartels known as Pfizer and Moderna. Tom Renz, good to have you back. How are you? Good, sir. I'm doing great. How you been, Bob? Doing well, Tom. Listen, you have my attention. When I get an email in my uh, in my inbox that says, "Get the Pfizer jab and get herpes," you have my attention. Oh, what what in the world are we talking about here? Um, I understand you blasted this out at the Reawaken America tour, and you found something buried in CDC language that says this is one of the adverse side effects of getting the jab is an STD that is with you forever. Uh, please explain, Tom Renz. i got to tell you, Bob, I was actually hesitant to put this out when I saw it because it was so ridiculous sounding that I was like, oh, man, these guys are going to have a field day fact-checking me. Um, but here's the thing. So, you know, the, the Freedom of Information Act request that you've heard a lot about uh you know, everybody's trying to get this information about what's going on with these, these vaccines. Of course. Um, and Aaron Siri's done a heck of a job going after it. Well, within the first few pages, and remember, they need 70-some years to get this all to us because, you know, no rush. <laughs> um, 
So within the first few pages, there was a follow-up report from Pfizer. So this is actually a Pfizer document submitted to the FDA, which means they'd be in big trouble if they lied. And they would why would they say this anyways? And it's uh, it, this this document was called was the post authorization uh, uh, follow up study, right? And what it said in there is, if you go to that document, it's on my website at rems-law.com. Uh, you go to the Dallas presentation, you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the document. So it says on page 21 of that document that. Other adverse events of significant interest, so things that they were looking for, AESIs, herpes. It's, it's at the bottom of page 21 on the left-hand side. You can't miss it. It's in the table. Now, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. Get the jab, get herpes. Why are they looking for this? But, you know, I use the, head, the headline for a very important reason. It's bad enough. That this is that they're literally looking for people to get herpes from this vaccine. The question is: is the real issue is why are there no investigations? If the FDA knew that in two and a half months, which because that's about the cover, uh, the the study's coverage period, um, the FDA knew that in two and a half months we had uh, well over fifty thousand adverse events, over one thousand two hundred deaths, and you might get herpes if you get the jab. Why in God's name didn't they pull this in February of 2021? Why didn't they pull it immediately? I mean, instead, they've moved full steam ahead with, uh, you know, let's give it to our children, let's give it to everybody and their brother, and let's cover up everything that we can about this because, uh, you know, I guess it's okay if you get get a quick case of the herpes. From, uh, from getting a jab, because you'll be safe and effective from COVID, which has a 99.9% recovery rate. So, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is astounding. And, and what I want to know is, like I said, this, this grabbed my attention immediately when you sent this out. I would imagine that a curious news media, which is all about grabbing attention, when you have a salacious headline, you know the, the, the drill, if it bleeds, it leads. If you have a salacious headline, you would think that's how you get viewership on TV. That's how you get readership in the newspaper. You would think that everybody, now that this has been known, and this is a Pfizer document, right? You said a Pfizer document saying this is a potential Pfizer adverse document. effect of the jab is herpes for your child or for yourself or for your senior loved one. If you get this, this is a side effect. I would think they would want the, the same attention grabbing, you know, or the attention rather that, that you used to grab me in that email. Why are they burying this? Why are they not telling people, hey, here's some news. The Pfizer jab could be accompanied by a case of herpes. Yeah, well, that's the real question, right? Why is there no intellectual curiosity at all? And the real reason is that, you know, between 50 and 80% of all funding for, you know, all the money that the news media makes, well over 50%, upwards of 80 in certain cases, based on what we've been able to find, of their money that they make is from the drug company, right? Sure. So they, uh, they you got to understand, I mean, if your entire income is from a single industry, it's not like you're going to tell, report honest news in that industry. And that's the fundamental issue here. And actually, in, in that Dallas speech, um, I called for a lawsuit against the mainstream media. And the reason I, uh, I said that 
I mean, you know me, Bob. I am an ardent, ardent believer in free speech, period. Absolutely. Um, and I don't, I mean, you, you won't find a bigger supporter of it. I'm looking at some lawsuits on free speech, actually, as well. Well, well, that's why we had you as a featured but, presenter on one of our webinars last year for at Citizens for Free Speech, you know, the nonprofit that I work yeah. with. So I know how I know how important yeah. this is to you. Yeah, it is. It's a huge issue to me. So it's not a free speech thing. But here's the thing. So you know, you're you're in broadcast, Bob. If you came out and I paid you however much money to sell hand grenades to school children, and you did and then someone got blown up, you'd get sued, right? Because sure. you marketed a dangerous product to a person that shouldn't be, shouldn't have that dangerous product mm-hmm. in a way that was really unethical. Mm-hmm. Well, the mainstream media, when it comes to the vaccine, they're, make, they're not acting as news. They're actively suppressing any negative information while exclusively promoting lies. That's, that's a marketing agency. That's not a news agency. If the news wants to support Joe Biden and wants to support his policies, that's fine. But you cannot exclusively promote uh, one side of a narrative because you're getting paid to and then call yourself news. That's not a news uh, thing. That's, that's called misbranding. And uh, they're actively doing this. So we're looking at some lawsuits against the, ma- the news media for this because... There, it's not just a lack of intellectual curiosity. It's a legitimate corruption. It's, it's you know, they've, they've used their position and their status as, you know, quote-unquote media, and, uh, you know, really use that to manipulate people. They're doing all of that. We are talking with attorney Tom Renz. Tom is uh, with Ohio Stands Up. He is uh, fighting as hard as anybody in this state, maybe in this country, against mandates uh, that take away our freedom, our freedom of expression, our freedom of speech. He fought against lockdowns, fought against masking. And, and, and Tom, I want to ask you a couple of other questions. Um, and one of them is going to be about Dr. Peter McCullough. I just played a clip of his appearance on Joe Rogan from... Uh, from Monday, which has gone viral, uh, alleging that the government has intentionally suppressed treatments of COVID-19 uh, with with uh, multiple drugs and therapeutics, even before the uh, you know the advent of the monoclonal antibodies and their availability, all in an attempt to do mass vaccination and and uh, exert control over the people. Before we do that, though, tell me about the Cincinnati lawsuit. This is another uh, part of the part of the story here. As I received the email from uh, from you and Ohio stands up, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about um, uh, the lawsuit uh, uh, involving the university. Is it the University of Cincinnati? Yeah, it is. It's uh, the University of Cincinnati. Tell me what this is all about. Well, I'm not. That's not my suit. But I can tell you what this is. This is more more of the vaccine mandate stuff, right? Um, you you have a situation occurring right now. And there's a huge unsettled area of law. And that, that area of law is essentially who can mandate what when it comes to something like uh, a vaccine, right? Right. And, you know, the question is, so federally, I don't think there's any question it's unconstitutional for the federal government to, to mandate, uh, well, basically any vaccine at all. Um, you know, that's just not a, not a thing that's gonna, gonna pass muster in my mind. But 
the the question then becomes: Can a state do it, and can a private entity do it, and can a state-funded or federally-funded private entity do it? Mm-hmm. And you know, then what about exemptions? What if you've got a religious issue? What if you've got a, a medical issue? And this is a really there's a number of questions here that just have never been settled in the law because it's never we've never had someone try and impose their will over our body. Now, to me, this is this whole thing is absurd. As I shouldn't have to be involved in this. I should you shouldn't need a lawyer for this. No, if you, you shouldn't need a lawsuit against your university. You shouldn't need a lawsuit against your university either to allow you to be on no. their campus uh, because of a, a, a mandate that they are giving uh, about a about a virus, a disease that you don't have. And I'm, I'm looking at the I'm yeah. looking at the PDF of this of this suit, and I know you said it's not yours, but it's it's pretty straightforward. Defendants lack authority yeah. to order those who are not diagnosed with the disease, nor have come into direct contact with someone who has been diagnosed with the disease, to wear masks, undergo weekly testing, or to limit their activities leave people alone right. you shouldn't need like you said a lawsuit to just kind of follow the constitution which says hey people have freedom well here's a news flash for right COVID's never going away we're going to have it forever right it's essentially similar to the common cold or any other virus in the sense that it's going to come every winter it's going to be worse in the winter and better in the summer it's going to be just like every other flu season, and there's really no difference. And, you know, the only difference is, is that now we're putting out this vaccine that's destroying people's immune system and making them more likely to get it. And, yes, I did say that. This vaccine increases your likelihood of getting COVID. We know that because every Particularly with Omicron. World, We've seen that from Omicron, right? Specifically in the last well, three weeks or whatever. Well, what Omicron is. Yeah. Omicron, Omicron, so this is my opinion. I don't, I can't prove this right now, but I will, I'm, you know, I always differentiate between what I can prove and what I believe. I believe Omicron is essentially the vaccine variant. I was talking about the vaccine variant back in June. Uh, you know, we, I said back then, I said, we're going to see this fall a new, more dangerous variant that's horrible and awful and all sorts of different things and all these terrible things. And we're going to have to lock down again and this, that, and other. Well, lo and behold, Colorado, New York, and any state that could get away with it still is locked down again. Um, and in the meantime, uh, you know, they're pushing this, this new variant. Now, one of the things that I think is really important about this to know is, if you recall, when this came out in the news, they talked about all the mutations and how this is going to have very unusual manifestations that might affect kids and all these things, Right. Well, think about when this came out. This came out at roughly the exact same time as they approved this vaccine in children. Okay, so what, why is that important? Well, they talked about all these unusual manifestations of symptoms and things like that, uh, including heart and this and other. Well, here's what's happening and what I believe is happening. This vaccine is going to be deadly in kids. We've already got reports and uh, uh information about children you know five to eleven year olds dying or becoming very very ill from this vaccine so you know the the thing is is that they needed to have covered up you you literally cannot argue that it's normal for a five to eleven year old to have a stroke so you've got the new vaccine variant now let me tell you what i know now Tom, do me a favor if you could. I'm going to need you to pick yeah. up the pace on it here because I'm way late. But go ahead, sir. 
Okay, so the vaccine is still in the Pfizer document? It says. Uh, the uh, AED, which we've been talking about, will, pre- will present as severe or unusual clinical symptoms of COVID. Omicron is the AED. That's all it is. You, you get the jab, you're at risk for Omicron, you're done. That's where it is. And And yet... The, the, the irony of all of this is Omicron is, is virtually harmless, though. It isn't bad and terrible and worthy of lockdowns. It gives you fatigue and muscle soreness. That's literally what they're saying, you know, the two um, side effects are. They said it in South Africa. They said it in Europe. They said it in every place where it has been discovered now, including in the United States. It's not killing people. It's not hospitalizing people. Omicron gives you fatigue and muscle soreness, which I have right now because I went to the gym this morning and I'm not going to the hospital. He's not. He might need treatment. Um, now, listen, it is, but remember, they've, they've already set this up with all these mutations, all this unusual stuff. The actual Omicron virus, you're right, um, is, you know, the variant that's out there in the viral world. The problem is, is that they've set it up to be able to include symptoms the same way that they've done this with everything else. There's no way to test for Omicron other than to, to send your blood off to a specialized lab and do all these different things. Right, PCR which they don't do for a regular COVID test. Right. The PCR testing can't tell the difference, it's, and it doesn't work anyways. So the reality is is that what they're going to do is every time you see a kid with a heart attack, they're going to call it Omicron, even though Omicron really is just a minor variant that doesn't, that's basically harmless. Um, but that's what they're going to do. They're going to blame it on Omicron because it sounds so horrible and insidious. Uh, to cover up these vaccine deaths. Well, and, 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 and that's why Pfizer has already announced, Pfizer and BioNTech have announced a three-jab series available in March to deal with Omicron. Three jabs in March, so we're talking now six jabs total to date, and that's before whatever variant they're going to come up with in July or August, just in time for the midterm elections in the fall of 2022, uh, for them to be able to say, here's the new variant, it's worse than Omicron, it's worse than Delta, mail-in elections for everybody. Now, you don't have to comment on that because that's just, that's just the, you know, what, what, what I see forthcoming. But, uh, it is pretty, pretty amazing right. to me that they continue to push these, these boosters now saying this will help you against Omicron. But in March, they'll say, remember that booster we told you to get back in December? It doesn't do squat for Omicron. Take, take our new three shot series to deal with Omicron. And that's just until the next one comes down. Um, Tom Brands, really appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. So it's a good time. Let me know. i got a whole bunch more we can talk again soon. I know you do, and we could do this for two hours and still not cover it all. But I know you're uh, working very, very hard on this, and we appreciate that very much. Tom Renz, Ohio stands up. Thank you, Tom. All right, that's Tom. Tom, don't hang up, by the way. Marcy wants to talk to you off the air. And by the way... Uh, I want to throw this out there, too. Ohio Stands Up has a couple of events coming up in January. One of them on January 22nd. It's the Let Freedom Ring uh, event. Uh, raise your voice, join the fight, and know your rights. That's Ohio Stands Up, which is uh, Tom Renz's organization. There's an event coming up in Summit, uh, uh, in Summit County. Uh, that you can be a part of there, so be looking for that. And there is another one that I don't have time to tell you about right now because it's 1027, and I'll be right back. Vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. 
The Answer. 1037 as we continue. 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left in this Friday edition of The Authority. Thanks so much to Tom Renz, who joined us last half hour. And thanks now to our good friend and our one of our very favorite commentators, Christina Hagen, former Ohio State representative, joining us for our regular Friday chat. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Hey, good morning, Bob. I am well outside of the bed, you know, reading the crazy news headlines and just feeling the weight of bad policies from this administration every single day. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. And, and yet... You know what? I wasn't going to do this, but it just it just struck me because of what we're going to talk about here. And you jump right in in the opening greeting of our conversation and immediately start talking about the Biden administration. Let me get your reaction to this, Christina Hagan. Come on. And Mr. President, it is an honor and, of course, a pleasure to be here at this time of challenge and with the coronavirus, financial insecurity for families, natural disasters, and more. Our country could not be more, could not be better served than with this most experienced, capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect. She, she said it. She, she said it out loud, Christina Hagan. This country could not be better served by than the very capable hands of yours, President Biden. And then looked at that crowd and said, he's just perfect. I, I could do two hours on that statement alone. I'm going to let you take it. All I know is when you have the blind leading the blind, I mean, these people are, you know, not to be disrespectful to elders, but the, I mean, these people are geriatric. They're, they're losing their minds. But I guess if you truly believe, if your code of ethics is to roll out communism and socialism and destroy this country, then yeah, he's doing a swell job of it and he's given her the steering wheel to do it. So what, uh, crazy Nancy Pelosi wouldn't love a weekend at Bernie's Joe Biden presidency where this guy barely fumbles into a press conference usually has no idea if at all what's going on, says something um, unforgivable and uh, demeans the American people and what they're experiencing through inflation and other um, direct ramifications of their bad policymaking. I mean, these people are delusional, but at the same time, they believe that they are the best ever. I mean, they're finally really destroying the country, and they're doing it in unison between the executive branch and the legislative branch um, and with, you know, collusion of many other uh, departments of government doing their bidding as well. So I think they believe it. Yeah, it's 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 really an amazing thing when you look at everything from the open border to the record amount of drugs, record amount of gang members, record amount of human trafficking going on at our southern border. When you look at what is happening to uh, law and order in this country as criminals are becoming more and more brazen because of Biden-like uh, progressive district attorneys not locking people up, not actually providing substantial bail uh, that they would have to meet to be able to get out. Uh, you look at uh, the extraordinary inflation, you look at the energy costs, you look at the gas pumps, you look at all of the above, Christina Higgin, for, for, and I know she's at a fundraiser with all of their mega Democrat donors and she has to say nice things, but she can't believe it. She can't believe that he's perfect. Everything that was great under Trump is upside down now. And I mean that very literally from all of the things I just said to even more from energy independence and a secure border and, 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 and law and order and so on and so forth. Um, even to the military, a strong military now to a weak military, everything is yeah. upside down. And, and for her to say he's perfect and this is exactly what we wanted. I, 
I, I feel like she can't it's hard for us to fathom. It's hard for us to fathom, but that's yeah. because their code of success is total and utter destruction. So the country's <laughs> burning down in flames in front of us, and they love it because that gives the almighty government the power to lord over us, the people, the elite, will have control if we keep going down this path. So I think, I think they believe it. They love it. I mean, they're pretending, you know, this inflation is just going to bounce back. They're pretending that... And the lawlessness is going to be all right, but they know all of this on purpose. So I think let's, they believe it. It's let's do let's do that inflation part of the conversation, Christina Hagen, because it's astounding. Um, study has been done uh, that has been been reported in multiple uh, places over the course of the last forty eight hours. The administration that told us that their policies would increase costs and taxes on the wealthy only while actually providing tax breaks for the middle class. The policies of this Brandon administration are going to lead to the average American household spending $3,500 more uh, this year, in this coming year, than they did last year. $3,500. I went ahead and did the math on that. I rounded it to 3600 and divided it by 12 months, and that's $300 a month of a tax increase, essentially, because of Biden policies. This is done by the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, one of the leading business schools. Christina, you're you're raising a family with young children. You do the grocery shopping. You do the clothing shopping. You take care of Christmas gifts. You're seeing the same thing that the rest of middle middle America is seeing. And the question is, is how's middle America going to survive? Three hundred dollars isn't coming out of nowhere unless you get a three hundred dollar pay raise. You have to cut back on something else in your monthly budget in order just to meet the Bidenflation. The middle class isn't going to survive. And again, you know, we keep saying this is by design, this is by design, and people think we're being dramatic, but the reality is they are crushing small business. They're crushing the average family. They're making it completely impossible to rely on your own ability to earn income. They're devaluing our savings. Um, They're destroying our ability to go and have purchasing power and have any impact on uh, prices of things. Obviously, They'll blame it on the supply chain uh, being a global issue. They'll blame it on this. They'll blame it on the pandemic. The reality is um, what the Fed and the Treasury are doing, um, sending all of the dollar bills into society, creating the zero interest rate, talking about negative interest rates. I mean, they're purposely, intentionally imploding the middle class. So we we once had a middle class that could be completely resilient um, to any idiotic, moronic decisions and policies that the administration could impose on us. Now we have a middle class that either has gone to working only and exclusively for big box stores and organizations like Amazon or Walmart, or a middle class that has gone to being completely and utterly dependent on government stipends and being okay with leaving the workforce and accepting the government stipend because that's comfortable enough. So they're making it just impossible enough for the small guy, the middle of the road guy to survive. And it's not on accident. So, yeah, it's it's painful. I mean, you're saying $3,500. I've seen estimates of $4,000. You know, they're saying this is, you know, 8%. In reality, if we are measuring by the same standards that they're measuring by 40 years ago instead of the fake standards that they've created to make themselves look good, we're actually looking at 14% inflation. This is the worst it's been in 40 years. And I believe we're going to experience depression-like issues worse than the Obama years. I think we're looking at Great Depression-style stuff. I mean, this is this is uncharted territory. 
uh, levels of irresponsible government spending that I've never seen in my lifetime. I mean, and there, there's some bipartisan uh, responsibility here. The first round of cash that flew out of those chambers, at least they could point to the need to keep people home, or at least the, the general idea that there was a need to keep people home and separated and spread out. And because of that, because of hindering people's ability to work, they needed to somehow finance that, which we always know that less government is always better um, and more government is always destructive. And we're bearing the fruit of that now. But the reality is that first round was bipartisan. And there and thereafter, I mean, this continued perpetual stoking of government subsidy relationship and forcing a relationship into people's bank accounts without their permission, without their guidance, but making it a way of life and forcing people to become dependent on the government is what makes these people clap and smile and say that Joe Biden is the best president um, in the history of America because he is ushering in socialism and a broken and um, rear view middle class. You know, you know, Christina Hagen, when you mentioned uh, we're going to see disp- depression style, you know, times coming ahead here, I didn't know quite whether you meant economic depression as in Great Depression or Both. the kind of emotional depression that is leading people to commit suicide and, and well, attempt suicide at record numbers based on what we've had to deal with with COVID-19. People's freedom is well, being taken away from them, uh, the ability to, 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 you know, to express themselves, covering themselves, their relationships have suffered and so forth. So you know, really, there's a couple of different kinds of depression here and both of them not to you know not not to just pile on for the sake of partisanship here but they literally are the result of the policies of the brandon administration yes my mother and i had this exact same conversation the other day i was driving to pick up my daughter from school and headed to the grocery store and she had mentioned that somebody is saying you know these are depression style inflations Mm -hmm. and she said yeah not just financial um, and she's always emotionally in tune with reality of what's going on. I mean, higher rates of suicide and um, people's livelihoods being destroyed. Like I said, big box stores are the government. That's the middle middle class's choice for employment, for opportunity um, to build your own restaurant. And this economy is impossible. What they've done to small businesses is unforgivable, unforgivable and almost unredeemable unless we completely yeah. reverse track on their policies. Uh, but, yes, the depression is absolutely... Um, many forms, and we're, we're we're already seeing it, and it's going to get worse and more devastating. We're talking with Christina Hagen, former Ohio State representative and our uh, political commentator for our Friday show. Uh, Christina, next up is this questions. I noticed the the emphasis on the other side seems to have changed from uh, reckless tax and spending spree to the voting issue again. So let me repeat for the humpteenth time. There's not a single state in America that has passed a law that is making it more difficult to vote based upon race. That Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell talking about the ongoing attempt to federalize the elections uh, in the uh, in the United States uh, to combat what they believe to be our voter suppression laws being passed by a host of states in the aftermath of the uh, disasters in November of 2020. Christine, I bring that up to talk about what you think would happen if the entire federal government controlled the elections in all 50 states, given the fact that we have a small taste of it in New York with what the new governor of New York has decided to do in that state can you can you uh talk about that yeah i think it's the further perpetuation of communism and socialism i mean the the impact and consequence of a federal measured um governing of our voting rights would be not only immense but um 
completely destructive to everything we know about American governance and culture. Um, everything that we value, the bedrock of our constitutional democracy, our ability to cast a vote and have any integrity or security in that vote on the state or local level will be diminished by this federal control and continual smoke and mirrors, lack of um, stringency. Um, obviously, when we have a federal government like we have right now that's destroying the country, and we look at their friends and colleagues on the local level in New York City uh, that are allowing non-citizens to vote, how could we not that, that's, that That's where I was would... going. That's where I was going, Christina, yeah, how, and I want to clarify. I think I mistakenly... roll out everywhere? Yeah, I apologize. I, I, I think I mistakenly said New York State. It was a governor. It's not. It's New York City, and it's and it's uh, uh, the new uh, the new law in New York City, thanks to uh, uh, the city council there, that is going to allow up to eight hundred thousand non citizens to vote in the local elections there. So my apologies. I said New York State, but that's my point. Democrats want illegal aliens, non citizens, to be able to vote. They start out in a place like New York City, the biggest country in America, and if we gave them the f- right to federalize voting across all fifty states. You know that it would only be a very short matter of time before they say, this is what we're going to do federally. And the country's over at that point. I mean, the country right. is right. The country, when we're allowing the rate of illegals to flood into our country that we are at unprecedented rates, um, collapsing all of the systems we have in place to care for our most vulnerable um, who are being pushed aside so that we could bring in all of the, not, not the world's most vulnerable, but the, in many cases, the world's most aggressive. I mean, we're talking about gangs. We're talking about all kinds of people coming to our country without any vetting or screening. And then they're going to be given the right to vote. Um, you know, we're only one step removed from that. I mean, there's a major city, one of the most major cities in our country that is saying non-citizens are going to have the right to vote, even though it is directly conflicting with their constitution, which in many cases does explicitly evokes the word citizen repeatedly in defining the qualifying right of voting in the great state of New York. Yet that does not matter to these policymakers. They do not care because they will do anything and everything to dilute the vote of actual citizens living in this country. These people intend to destroy everything that we know and love about America. No question about it. And last thing, this is also kind of an, an attempt to destroy, um, you know, a certain part of America. Uh, this is about social justice uh, through the lens of the LGBTQ community, particularly the trans agenda, because uh, there are there is a female swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania who, uh, excuse me, there is a male swimmer who literally competed as a male for, for three years at the University of Pennsylvania who has decided that he is a female using the name Leah Thompson and he is destroying women's swimming. Uh, here is one of the competitors, um, willing to speak out on this issue. I want you to listen and respond to this. What is it like to go into a competition against a transgender athlete when you know the outcome ahead of time? Yeah, it's extremely deflating. I've experienced it five times, and each time I lost to a biological male. And the fact that that's still happening, that women are still losing to biological males in their own sport, shows why we need more female athletes to speak up about this. And so I just kind of want to say to the female athletes in Pennsylvania, don't let anyone silence you. Speak up. 
tell the NCAA, your athletic directors, and your coaches that you want fair competition because doing this is nowhere near as scary as it seems, and the amount of support is overwhelming. That's a young woman who is very brave. Her name is Madison Kenyon, talking on Fox News, willing to criticize this trans situation because, Christina, as you probably have seen and heard, it's very, very hard to do so without getting canceled. If you don't clap and applaud you know, this male destroying the sport for all of the females that are participating in it, you're going to get canceled because you'll be a transphobe. I've got one minute. Go ahead. Well, and I would just say, is it criticizing or defending what's right and true? I mean, I don't think she's even being critical so much as she's saying there is no ability for us to compete what is not, with what is not scientifically obvious to all of America. The, the majority, the silent majority has to speak up. She is the silent majority. We start pushing back with reason and actually science. I mean, Men, biological males, have larger lungs, larger hearts, larger muscles. Women cannot compete with a biological male on fair terms, on fair grounds. And I don't care what kind of ridiculous rules the NCAA makes up. Uh, you know, they're coming up with arbitrary things. Once a trans female has been on testosterone suppression for a year, she can compete in women's sports and win this title. Are you kidding me? Does she become less in her stature? Does she become feminine nature because she took testosterone suppression? Absolutely not. This is wrong. And on behalf of my daughter and every woman and girl in America, uh, we fought for a long time for equality. And I've always said nothing more, nothing less. Um, it got to a very ugly place in this country. But this is 10 steps back for every woman who has claimed that she is a feminist of any sort. I'm sorry. I'm so thankful for young women like her who are standing up and saying that she cannot and simply will not compete fairly or be able to win or have a victory when she is being paired against somebody who's biologically um, unpaired for her. Christina Hagen laying it out on some very important topics this morning, as she always does. Terrific conversation. I appreciate it so very much. Christina, I believe this will be the last time we speak until after Christmas. Next Friday would be Christmas Eve, and we will not have a live show. So I want to thank you very much for coming on with us all year long. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, and I look forward to speaking with you uh, the following week. Absolutely. God bless you guys, and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Christina Hagen. Last segment coming up right after this. Okay, 1057, final segment. Let's get Charlie up and on the air in Westlake before we're done. Hey, Charlie, go ahead. Bob, thank you for taking the call. Yes, sir. You have so many great great subjects. I'm not getting a vaccine, of course. I'm never going to get that vaccine. But about six months ago, we talked about the Democrats not going with Brandon and you know running for president this next time. Yeah, and now they're they're going to be a whole list of people who who might be able to come. They're all they're all lightweights. They're all they're, I don't see how they can put up anybody. Then I started thinking. I go, you know, the only guy that probably would have a chance as a Democrat would be Joe Manchin. He would probably get people to cross cross over and vote for him. I'm not saying that's what he should do, but it's I don't see anyone else. Obama though, he doesn't want to give up his power. So who knows? 
how they're going to do this. But uh, Joe Manchin would probably be a choice for the Democrats. Well, Joe Manchin would be a, a choice that I could swallow if I couldn't have somebody back with President Trump's policies, whether it be President Trump himself or Ron DeSantis or somebody else. Um, but, but that'll never happen because, of course, Democrats now hate him. He's the one getting in the way of build back better broke Brandon. Uh, and so they, they despise him. I'll tell you who you need to keep an eye on. Uh, in my opinion, because they are, they cannot just trot out the same old retreads that lost the last time around. Uh, but you better keep an eye on somebody like, believe it or not, ADC. Alexandria Damasio Cortez could not run last time because she wasn't 35. She's 35 now. Thank you for the call, by the way. And she will be eligible as a potential candidate. As far Marxist, socialist, and communist as the Democrat Party in America has become, she is its superstar. They love her. They think that she actually knows what she's doing. And I'll tell you right now, as progressive and communist as they've become, that's somebody to keep your eye on. Thanks, everybody. Great show today. Appreciate the conversations from everyone. Have a great weekend. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.